Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey, this is Ashley from Team Serious Tri Club. In tonight's episode, Siri and Beck talk all about what it's like training pro triathletes and 70.3 champ Ellie Salthouse. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome everybody, Team Serious Tri Club. We're so excited to be here because Siri had some amazing results on the weekend. Um, oh, yes. I am not going to spoil it, Siri. What do you want to What do you want to say? My amazing athlete Ellie Salthouse, guys, her fifth race of the season, her fifth win, consecutive win in a row. She traveled 40 hours and raced probably the hardest bike course on the circuit in Ironman 70.3 Andorra in Spain. She said it's the hardest bike course she's ever done in her life. And I know it's hard because 310 for her, she normally rides about a 210 to 220. Yeah. So that's like an hour harder. That's uh, insane. She said it was absolutely epic, but not just that, you guys. She traveled 40 hours from Australia, dealing with a total time change, mm-hmm. dealing with altitude. She hasn't been at altitude, and that race was at altitude, and she crushed it. She did an amazing job. It was such a confidence builder. So proud of her. She's just the ultimate champion and um it was just an amazing day and she arrives here in boulder uh late tomorrow night so so looking forward to being together and uh really setting off on our mission saint george world championships so before we talk about your like preparation for her without giving too much away for world champ siri tell people a little bit about how long you've been coaching ellie i think it was 2013 i'll never forget the first swim session we'll have to get her on one of these lives we're definitely going to be doing some live workouts showing you guys some of the training she's been doing and doing and we'll do some live trainer sessions and i will get as many videos as i can of ellie training because she's just epitomizes everything that we're both about especially my siri here but um You've coached her since 2013, so that's like eight, eight years. years. So tell us a little bit about, like, just when she first came to you and um, how you approached that with a new athlete and then how she has developed today as an athlete and a person. Well, when she first came, she had her sights set on um, the Olympic distance yes. and on the ITU. Yes, yes, yes. Her weakness, however, was a swim. And I'll never forget the first uh, swim session it's we so did. It's so crazy to think because she's so yeah, good. In Miami and Australia. And we did a lot of band work. And just like all of you, all of us that do band for the first time, her legs were just dragging on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> I remember. And she had a real slow she stroke rate. And the she bottom was of the pool. just struggling. And I thought, okay, we've got a lot of work to do. Now, you guys, eight years later, she leads out pretty much every, every single swim. Single swim yeah. She's always in the front pack. She's an unbelievable swimmer. And that has just come from truly, from the day I started coaching her, she just put on her blinders and said, I'm here to learn from you. I'm here to follow your philosophies. No matter how many people were telling her other ways of doing things, she just stuck to the plan. And no matter what plan you choose, you guys, you just have to believe in that plan one million percent. And Ellie has made the most incredible progress. She also needed to improve her bike a lot. Yeah, hard to believe that when she rides like yeah. a 210. But I remember, babe, because she um, had a really high cadence because ITU, like they tend yeah. to go a little higher than most than draft non-drafting. And it was like 90. 
and and she just wasn't used to time trialing. It's very different sitting on a wheel than it is to time trialing. So so what did you do with her bike specifically? Oh uh, well, we built up strength. Um, you know, the first year, uh, two years even, was just building strength because mm -hmm. my belief is that strength in the hills translates to speed on the flat. 100%. So she had to get super strong on the hills doing much more uh, big gear work. I had to bring her cadence down from the mid 90s to the high 80s. And now we're finally down to about 83 is, is her was, race yeah. cadence. And it shows because she's riding stronger than ever. But her ability to push beyond what she thinks she's capable of is incredible. She's not afraid to, you know, take risks and most of the time guys if you consider that most of us operate at probably 40 to 50 percent of our true capabilities mm. taking risks is basically going from 40 percent of your capabilities to 50 percent of your capabilities and she has no problem pushing the limits for herself and being open to the fact that she can be stronger and faster than she could ever imagine and um, just the hardest worker, one of the hardest workers I have ever coached, not just that, just her, you know, trust in me, her trust in our plan, her passion, her attitude, the effort she puts in. She's just a total champion, champion athlete, champion Champ human She's a being. beautiful, beautiful girl, very humble. She's kind of like a sponsor's dream child. Absolutely. I, say. I don't know anyone, I, honestly, from... Every person I've met on the race circuit over all the years of triathlon, 20 years, I've never met someone that is such an incredible athlete, but also so much humility. It's yeah. very, very so rare. Humble. And she, I love that about her. And, and so grateful all the right. time. Always, you know, acknowledges the team around That's her. That's all we want. Yep. Acknowledges the people, you know, whether it be her dogs or her parents or her strength coach or me, but always acknowledges everyone that has been her team um, throughout this journey to, you know, the highest levels. And she's just amazing. And let's talk about her strength coach, Siri, because um, this has been one thing where Siri is very, ha loves to have just the control of her training, of course, which it as obviously works. And Ellie has 100% faith. She's never questioned your training. And Ellie's had niggles, I wouldn't say injuries, but niggles no. throughout the years. And it's been really hard to find somebody that you have 100% trust yeah. in. Like there's been trainers that are good and seem to know what they're doing, but often there's things that you don't always agree with. But it seems like this Hugh, this Australian Hugh, I can't think of Hugh Darnell. He's Hugh Darnell, you guys follow him. He's done an amazing job an with An amazing Ellie. job. And he has, with the work he's done with Ellie, um, I'm convinced now that it was kind of a missing piece that we really needed and the work he's done with her has led her to just being a much more balanced, her, her body balance is amazing now, you know, equal strength both sides um, and just greater power, greater strength, um, but he has, you know, there's a process to it. He's not just telling her, go do this oh, exercise, has a, go do he that. He has but like a 12 some... month plan for Ellie based on her key races. Yeah, and yeah. we get together, Hugh and I get together and discuss the plan. I, I've i heard the hour know. discussions. I'm like, she's still talking and to And I <laughs> let him know, you know, we're gonna be in a strength phase now or we're gonna be in a, a speed phase now. And he then creates his strength program that aligns with exactly where we're at 
in her swim bike run training. Yeah. And it's not just within that quarter or that race. It's each week. It's daily. It's weekly. And he adjusts. And then is there anything specific that you can think of? Because we have an exciting announcement. We we are going to partner with Hugh, and he's going to be able to come on and do some virtuals with our club, which I think is Mm -hmm. incredible. Obviously, he is one of the best strength trainers in Australia. Um, Is there anything specific he's been doing with Ellie that just as a little quick tip for any of these guys, something specific with mobility or strength or working on glutes or... Any activation stuff you can think of that you um, think has been a game changer for her? Yeah, lots of activation. I mean, obviously, making sure that you're using your glutes, not just on the bike, but on the run. Making sure that um, we are strengthening the weaker parts of her pedal stroke or the weaker parts of her run stride. And that has meant, you know, heavier weights, lower reps, and mm-hmm. and that stuff is really working. But it's the timing of it all. It's not overdoing it. It's doing it with the right technique. Mm-hmm. It's doing it um, in the right order. Um, but he's just been tremendous. And he also, he, it's been so great, you know, during COVID, Ellie hasn't been able to be here in Colorado for almost mm-hmm. two years now. Mm-hmm. And he's incredible with mindset. He's incredible. Um, just helping guide the athlete um, with the right mindset that you need to continue plugging away and stepping up to the plate every single day mm-hmm. um, without having a race on the schedule, without having you know clear markers of, of how you're doing. When there were no races during COVID, that's hard. Um, so we came up with challenges for her. So she always had something that she was working towards, but he's been an incredible asset um, to our team, and I'm so grateful to Hugh, and I'm so excited that he's going to share his brilliance. He just said with yes. all of us. I reached awesome. out because I haven't really. I've been through a lot of strength coaches, and a lot of people want to work with our athletes, and, and they've all been great. Yeah, but I when I saw what he's doing with Ellie, I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, this guy's got something special, and it, his whole attitude too. Like yeah. he's such a really good. And guy. And he's a team player, and, and that's what I love. And I love more that because of myself having exercise science background, when I realized that he has that exercise physiology background, he's an exercise physiologist, just gave me that extra confidence. And he is going to do some virtuals with our club. It'll be. I don't think we can do it for free because obviously he's doing a lot of his time from Australia and he's highly sought after, but it'd be very, very cheap and financially yeah. viable for everybody. So we're yeah. going to bring that in pretty soon as long as long, as well as the live workouts. Now, sir, we have some questions here, a lot of them about timing, scheduling, fitting in training and everything like that um, with their work. Now, one of the questions was, and I can't find the name to it, but was about um, scheduling uh my schedule has to change as well due to being shift work. I uh, working starting 8 p.m. Oh, starting at 8 p.m., finishing at 6 a.m. How do I adjust my training and my rest recovery? You basically have to be a nocturnal and just sleep during the day. I don't think it's a lot different. It's just sleeping it's just during the day. Flipping it. Flipping yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So, so instead of, you know, going to bed at 8 and waking up at 6, you'll be going to bed at 6 a.m. and waking up at 8 would be just flipping it, right? It's kind of like if you flew to a different time. Wake up at 4 a.m. to work out, right? Where it's totally different. Mm. But here's the thing. I mean, you And the other question was if they start at 8 a.m. and don't finish till 6 p.m., when should they train? My advice would be, yeah, they want to get up at like 4.30 
and get to bed early. If you finish work at 6, like you don't have to necessarily do a workout at night if you're tired, you can, but you can get to bed by 8 p.m. If you can get up at like 4, 30, 5 o'clock, you can easily fit in an hour and a half before like 7, so you're ready to go to work by 8. I think that's a great idea because it's going to give you more energy for the day. Mm -hmm. um, when I was working um, like 70 hours a week when I first started triathlon, I would wake up an hour early. I would actually run to work. I don't know mm -hmm. if you have an option to bike or that's run it. to work, but I used that's to do a great that too. idea. Yeah. I would swim during my lunch hour and eat you know, when I'm doing work at my desk. I know this doesn't sound very restful. And then after work, um, I would train again if I had the energy. But here's the key. You don't want to push yourself into oblivion. If you're exhausted, as long as you get a workout in at one of those times, whether it's an hour before work, during your lunch hour, or after work, that's fantastic, okay? I was extremely driven, and I had this massive goal that seemed impossible, so that's why I did it the three times a day. But just do what you can. Um, maybe if you have those long, long shifts where you're not sleeping, have, I would go to like a four or five day training plan where you train really, really well on four days, and then you have three days that are either off or just whatever you have time or energy for. Mm -hmm. And I've done that with a lot of athletes that have had full-time jobs before, a four-day training plan, which has worked beautifully. Yep. Because the thing is that if you don't recover mentally and emotionally, um, you're going to feel physically exhausted. So um, you can exhaust any of those systems. I talk about this all the time. You have mental energy, physical energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy. And if you're not getting enough rest and you get, you know, extremely low on all of those energies, you're going to be useless in everything that you do. So you have to pay attention. If you feel motivated to train after a big, long shift, do it. That's awesome. But if you mm -hmm. are emotionally and mentally exhausted, you will be better off sleeping and going to a four-day-a-week plan. 100%. Yep. And I think that most people, like most of our age groupers, work full-time. And they need to get yeah. – they can only get one session in. And most of the guys I coach and that are on plans, most of them can only squeeze in the morning session or an afternoon session. We prefer morning. I just think it's better for the whole energy system and for working and feeling better. But um, even one hour, if you can do one hour Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday, having Friday off or Thursday off, whatever suits you, you've got your weekend, even if you have to sleep a little. If it's like say you're in Florida and you're exhausted and you can't, you don't want to get up at 5 o'clock on a Saturday, get up at 7, but do your bike session on the trainer in the air conditioning. It's not bad to do that. I've got my guys doing that right now in summer in Florida because it is so exhausting to get out at 8, 9 o'clock in the heat. They want to sleep in. They want to have a morning with their family. And they're exhausted. And I say, get on your trainer, get in the air conditioner, put your fan on, and you'll get much more out of your workout. Because we ran there like last month, and oh my God, I actually had to walk. It was so yeah, hot. Was I have so, so much hot. more respect. And for that's fine every once in a while, but if you really want to get the benefit from your training, do it right, do it in the air conditioner, and yep. then you can get that heat acclimate, acclimate acclimatization yep. um, on those easier sessions. Yep. And you're going to get it living there anyway. You're going to right. get acclimation while you're living in the heat because you're in and out of work, in and out of the car, you're walking around outside some of the time, and I think you already get that acclimation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so put up, guys, if you have any more questions. They're the only ones I can kind of remember right now. 
Um, post in there if you have anything and just feel free to shout out to Ellie Salthouse and congratulate her five from five. I just think it's amazing. And how about you guys? D tell us some of your achievements this past week. An achievement And who's again, racing? A, an achievement can be just finishing a session. You didn't think that you could or, you know, breaking going two, 100 two or 200 meters longer on your I swim. I saw someone broke two minutes for 100 freestyle for the first time ever. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yep. So share your victories on the page. Let us celebrate those with you. We're so proud of you. Let us know if you're racing soon, if you're racing this coming weekend or the next weekend so we can be there to cheer you on virtually. But um, let us know what you're up to. We're so proud of you all. You're doing such an amazing job. If you have any questions or you have anything you need from us, always post on the wall. We'll get back to you um, as soon as possible. But keep I really up wanna, the amazing work. And I really want to quickly add two things because um, a lot of the time we get people reaching out saying they want to train for an Ironman but they only have 10 hours a week. It's totally doable if you do the right training. We totally believe that our 10 hour to Ironman plan, which is a 23 week plan that Siri created with all her key workouts, you can do it. It does go up to 12 hours, 13 hours, a couple of weeks, but you can totally do that with one session a day, as long as you're getting your key sessions in, there's no wasted fluffy stuff. So you can do it. And the other thing is we're and getting- this has been tested guys it with is, great success. She has had amazing success. I've had quite a few on there too. We have quite a few athletes on it. And it's so good mentally too, because people working full time with families, they just can't do two, three hours a day unless it's a weekend. Then they have to get that. You have to get your long workouts in, or you should try and get your four or five hour bikes, and then your two hour runs. You should try and be doing those at least, you know, eight to ten times. Of course, you need to do that, but. Um, it's totally doable. And the other thing I wanted to add was the sprint plan, the sprint try plan, the 12 week, it's a mini series. It's basically a mini workshop, 12 week beginner try plan for all our beginners. Cause there are some beginners asking about plans too. And that is 12 weeks and it's one session a day. And it's never more than about an hour. You may get up to like an hour, 10, 15 running at the most, um, totally doable. And you won't go past a two hour bike ride cause you're only riding 20 K. You do like an hour and a half, I think is your longest bike. So. We've covered all our bases, I think, there. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing. We're so proud of it, There's you guys. 20 videos. Both Beck and I have put our heart and soul into this, and it's an amazing plan that has already led a lot of people to amazing results for their first sprint races, so check that out. And I want to celebrate Janet Dixon, who Dude, is celebrating the victory of cleaning her bike <laughs> post-Lubbock. That's huge. Okay, That's a great Janet, victory. That'd be a big victory for anything else, me too. Anything well else we're celebrating? Um, you celebrating anything particular? Other life, being alive? every single yeah. moment. Every single moment is a celebration of life. Someone and asked me, what are you training for now? Because you look so fit. I'm, I'm training for life. Yeah. For life and longevity. That's it. That feels good it. after 20 years yeah. of traffic. Amazing. Training. I love yeah. it. Um, beginner plan is amazing, says Karen. Now, Karen is on our beginner plan. She started a couple of weeks ago. She's doing her first ever. She's doing a duathlon, but she's on the tri plan, which is totally doable. You just don't do the swims. You add a little bit of extra biking. And uh, she's, did our, she did our, she's doing a half marathon first, and then she's doing a duathlon. Amazing. Karen, amazing. you're such an inspiration. We're so proud we of you. We want to hear more about that, too. Uh, Can't she, wait. She can keep logging. Keep posting on your training. We love seeing it. So I don't see any more questions. Um, we had one about fueling, but we have talked about that before. There's a really basic guide to fueling for Ironman. It's pretty much 
on the bike, and I've seen some arguments for and against, but pretty much on the bike, you want to do one gram of carb per kilo of body weight per hour. That is at race pace, race speed, race conditions. You don't expect to be able to absorb that in training, but if you get that in on the bike, you should pretty much be able to top up on the run. So mm-hmm. there we go. Um, we have a new member, Carlos Santiago is on. He joined the club last week. We are very- Carlos, oh, Carlos. We are very excited. Carlos, I look forward to meeting you very, very soon. So what Beck wrote you in an email is coming straight from the horse's mouth, my Mm -hmm. mouth. Um, and we hope to see you out here soon. So yes. can't wait the to hear that. The fastest Mexican triathlete over Ironman distance, guys, has just joined Team Sarah Sky Club. We are very excited and honored to have him. Watch this space. I'm just saying, you guys, a former swimmer who swam like a 23, I think it was. No, maybe 25, a 5,500, I know that. And a 1655 for 1,500 meters. This guy can freaking swim. He can ride and he can run too. He's like a 16-something 5K runner. He's now asked Siri and I to coach him. And Siri will be riding the program. I'm going to be learning from my wife. And he's turned pro and he's the fastest triathlete in Mexico over Ironman. He's going pro this year, which we are so... And he's young. He's like 29. Carlos. Look out. What's I want to take you under my wing. Listen to Beck's wing. Okay. We're kind I, of fighting over who was going to coach him, but she has the more experience. <laughs> so she, she... I am just saying that I am super excited, Carlos. I hear that, and this is incredibly important to me, that you are an amazing human being. Um, and that's crucial for me. So um, can't wait for you to get out here and to get started. Yep. And someone was asking about our uh, nutrition uh, fueling um, hydration systems. That is X-Lab, X-L-A-B. I think we get 30% off those. I'm pretty sure it's 30% from Candice. Just tag Candice in here. She will help you with that. Um, We're very lucky to have that. It's pretty cool. We have so many sponsors. We have Quintana Roo. We have Zone 3 wetsuits. We have Magic 5 goggles. We have F2C. Rudy Project. Rudy Project. 40% off Normatec boots, hyperized. Like the lowest discount, I believe, is now 20% um, is the lowest discount we get. Um, Quantum Performance CBD, 100% organic CBD. So we have so much. Um, Anyway, you guys, no more questions, so we're going to tune out, but we love you. We're always here and look forward to some live virtual workouts with Miss Ellie Salthouse and Sarah. From the pain cave, guys. We're going to give her a little. So Yeah, we'll give a week or two to it. So she traveled Australia to Spain, won a big race, hardest race she's ever done, she said. Flying all the way to Colorado. She's getting her second COVID test on Wednesday. So you may not have a live workout with Ellie and I. A week or two. Maybe until next week. Um, because again, there's a science to getting adjusted to training at altitude, uh, which I abide by very seriously. So, but we what will do it? some great What's sessions. What's your adjustment? Well, so in the first week, at least, um, nothing sustainably hard. Mm-hmm. So we'll do speed and that means like 15 to 20, maybe 30 seconds hard or fast with a ton of rest. So the key when you first get to altitude is you can get that speed, but you sprinkle it in with a ton of rest so that at no point in time that first week is your heart rate up high for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. You must drink double, double the amount of water that you typically drink at sea level. This is absolutely crucial. Um, We do a lot of strength work. 
we do longer stuff, but I will keep her heart rate low. So she'll be doing like longer rides, but so easy that she can sing while she's riding. <laughs> so she makes them sing actually. I'm if riding, you're going, writing all this down. If you're going to train at altitude for a long period of time, you've got to do it right. You've got to do it right. So we have a science behind this. I've been doing this for 20 years of coaching and it's always worked out beautifully. So it, you do have to be aware. Like Ellie went into Spain. Now she came from Australia at sea level and this race was at altitude. Oh gosh. Probably about the same altitude um, that we are here. Um, so she knew that that was gonna be challenging and she knew she was going to be huffing and puffing she was going to be breathing heavier and if she were going to um yeah so that was okay for one race mm -hmm. but now that she's going to be here for the next 11 weeks mm -hmm. we need wow. to do this right and it works out beautifully because we're going to be recovering from that race which gives us a perfect opportunity to get acclimated to the altitude and then we can really start building up. So Beautiful. it's going to be amazing. I even took notes there, you guys, to put in our um, podcast, because obviously this is going to a podcast. It's really important, I think, for people to know what to do, because some people do too much, some do way too less, some it's a little more psychological than others, some with low hematocrit adjust better than ones with higher chromatocrit. There's so much to go into it, but um, Siri's kind of got it down pat after 20 years of doing it. So it's a really yeah. a big gift to have when you know what you're doing there. yeah so carlos um let us know when you're coming and see you we'll next week see to... you next week buddy yes i'd love to see you next week carlos <laughs> tell the story about brett the last thing we've got one more minute so every amazing decision that i've made in my life when brett sutton said he would coach me he said i will see you in the next two days in switzerland mm -hmm. now i had a house in boulder colorado three dogs um, and it was family. pregnant with puppies. My dog was pregnant with puppies. But hey, I wanted this more than anything in the world. So what did I do? I had my mo my mom move into my house. She took care of all my animals. She I delivered a 10 puppies. I no joke. I'm not joking. flew out the next day and arrived in Switzerland exactly when he told me to. So all I know is that... When a great opportunity falls in leap your lap. Leap and the net will appear. Leap and the net will appear. Good one. Yep. Um, leap and the net will appear. Or your wings will appear. And, and Siri, when she got there, this is a story she'll tell another time, but she got there and had no training clothes other than uh, denim shorts and her no, bike. No, no, it was what I traveled in. I had well, jeans. Oh, jeans and your bike. And she had to wear her jeans on the turbo trainer. That With my day. Vans. Okay. And running her jeans. With my bands, because my bike shoes were in my suitcase. <laughs> and Brett made me do a three-hour uh, trainer. trainer session and next Loretta to didn't Loretta Harrop. Who didn't even say a word. In my jeans, my vans, my travel gear on the trainer. And Loretta didn't say a single word to me. I was, like, terrified. Yeah. But anyways, don't worry, Carlos. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. Um, but amazing amazing stories amazing memories so okay. any of you that are traveling to altitude or training long term at altitude if you have any questions post them on the wall we will answer we've got the secrets here and can't wait to see you all out here for our training camp yep we can't wait 28th 29th of august there's still i think a few spots left three or four spots left so don't miss out you guys because you guys get it for a lot cheaper than the general members um and it's totally gonna be worthwhile two days full immersion Everything you can 
think of jam-packed into two days. Um, and we will send you that code for XLab, um, Kristen, for sure. Um, I'm not going to say it, um, I'm not going to voice it here because this goes out to a wider audience, but I will, I will send that to you privately. So, yeah, good. Excellent. All right, you guys. Well, Have an amazing we week, love you everybody. Guys. Hey, this is Ashley again from Team Serious Tri Club. Hope you enjoyed tonight's chat with Beck and Siri. If you'd like to join these chats in real time, visit TeamSeriousTriClub.com. Thanks so much.